3: I hate
5: that song.
4: Greetings and welcome inside. Hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello! Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call 1 888 Farmers to switch. You could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1 888 Farmers, that's 1 888 Farmers, and start saving today. We are farmers. So. Today got off to a really weird start and a debate that began on social media that continues, uh, you know, 12 and 14 hours after this first (laughs) came up, uh, all because of a tweet put out by NFL Network reporter Jane Slater. Uh, Now, earlier today, she put out an opportunity for an unpaid internship. So if you're wondering, why is unpaid intern been trending? Yeah, this is why. She put out an opportunity for an unpaid internship. She was trying to help somebody out. Hey, it could be a great break for you in the industry. It's an unpaid internship. And hit me up in, for details. And apparently she got a lot of, of blowback on unpaid internships and why would I work for and not getting paid and all of these things that she got very upset about. She was like, whoa, I posted an opportunity for an unpaid internship. I'm amazed at the comments I get. It's not even for me, it's for someone else, and I would have jumped at it in college. I had three unpaid internships in school, double majored, and had a job, shaking my head. This is where everybody then decided, oh, it's time to let loose on Jane Slater. With everything, It go, it went. this conversation went in so many different directions, but at the heart of it, it was unpaid internships. And there are two big things. That to take away from this thing about how you feel about unpaid internships, because clearly this debate is there's people that love unpaid internships. They're worthwhile. Unpaid internships are not what they're what they're set out to be because it's basically getting free labor. And there is there is a wide swath here. And this debate has been running hot all day long. But I'm going to tell you two things about this. Right. The first thing is this is that Jane Slater and a lot of other people that I have seen respond to this, people in the industry, all talk about how I had unpaid internships. I got paid very little. I, I did this. You got to do whatever you can. And and unpaid internships, it's, it's, it's what happens sometimes. And I honestly think that people are saying that you sound like you're get off my lawn. I mean, you really, because unpaid internships, look, and that was the way it was 20, 25 years ago. Unpaid internships was What you did, right? When you went to college, you wanted to intern. You interned someplace you didn't get paid. You got course credit. Sometimes you came out of school and you had an internship and it wasn't paid, but it was a place for you to go get experience. That's kind of how it was, okay? Unpaid internships in 1995 versus unpaid internships in 2021 are two incredibly different things. Because in 1995, there wasn't nearly the... Opportunity you have that you could go out and you could have more more opportunities to go and get paid and do different things, right? In 1995, we, where were you? What were you doing in college? Well, I'm, I'm trying to intern at a radio station. I'm trying to do here. Now, kids work for ESPN and Fox while they're in college. They broadcast games that get put on ESPN. You you do lacrosse games that go on Fox Sports One. There's so many more websites and 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 content. Creating creating things on the internet where you can go do it and you can go get paid and I think anybody that's offering unpaid internships now that's ridiculous. Okay, there's a lot of things out there for people. I get I didn't like it back then, but I understood we don't need to pay anybody because you know unpaid unpaid internships. You Mm -hmm. should come and you should you should bust your ass and work. And now and nowadays, well, there's many more intern. There's many more things available towards people, so I can understand the. Wait a minute, I'm going to come work for free. I mean, it's it's. 20 it's you're talking about a difference in 25 years and everybody who was talking about this the last time they did unpaid internships a lot of people were all 20 some odd years ago I did it and I did it and the world sucked so you got to do it because the world sucked for me the world's got to suck for you you got to pay your dues Okay, I get that part of it. I understand paying your dues, but a hard worker is going to succeed no matter what they do, and a bad worker is going to be weeded out no matter what. So I, I don't see why you have to go. Well, I got to go do this for an unpaid internship. I, th- this is not where the world is nowadays. It, you're taking advantage of people who can come and say, "Well, it's going to be unpaid." Why? You're making money off of this, aren't you? If, I, if I'm writing a column for you, if I'm if I'm if I'm recapping a game, if I'm covering a basketball game, and I'm and you're telling me that's not Free, I, I mean, I'm not getting paid for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. What do you mean I'm not getting paid for? I'm, I'm giving content for you. Well, we don't have the money to pay. No, 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 no. It's it, there. There's certain things about working for free that 25 years ago. And 20 years ago, I get because that's the way it was, and it wasn't great, but there wasn't like there was a lot of opportunities for people to do different things. Nowadays, there's so many things. If you're not offering paid internships to people or you're not paying people for work they're doing, I completely get why why people are a little hesitant about saying, oh, it's got to be unpaid. Yeah, I'm kind of not down with that. I understand that.
6: Well, the the thing is, it didn't stay within those lines, as we well know. Uh, every topic becomes political, race, and everything else got injected. Privilege is a word that is uh, a very dangerous one uh, here in 2021 as you go through, because everybody immediately starts assuming, well, you could take an unpaid, you're rich. Well... No, I, I mean, not, not that, uh, you know, I, I've been at the, the line of what desperation or anything, but how many free hours do we give for different content pieces? You're trying to get your work in. You're trying to, to get your reps. And, and sp- speaking specifically to this business, right, and you take it to the whole. To your point, there are a lot of other opportunities. Okay, so if one place isn't paying, someone else probably is so it becomes a, a matter of i think choice, opportunity and and what you value that particular 3 month, 6 month whatever the block would be to be, right? If you're producing content and you're get, do you get a byline? Cuz if you get a byline, then that still has value, right? You're still putting content out under a brand that you didn't have to build. That you're now getting, you know, the support of whatever they have. So like for me it's a very complicated issue. Like it it, it just wasn't a you know, everybody that had their tale of woe of, you know, it sucked when I did this and everybody should have to do this. Well, no, that's just stupid and dismissive. But as for the pay part of it, I don't know. There, there's a, there's still some value, a, inherent value to the work itself. And, and depending on where the opportunity is. Yes. Should, should there be some kind of compensation? that's where we get into the arguments in college sports that's where we you know you've got an opportunity to to show your talent to show your ability does it mean that you'll get a job there no but you've now got a bunch of columns or video clips or whatever to shop in the open marketplace once that that is done and if you're working with someone who gives you advice and is there for you in the mentorship, capacity there isn't that worth something too i I, i'm just asking the larger question right i i know it got divisive angry and really went to a very dark place but to your point there are a lot of opportunities just tell Jane Slater you're not interested in what her friend or her colleague has to offer. I don't know why it had to be. Hey, let's bash her career, and then she got. Oh, upset. I know it was insane, right? Was insane. So she didn't help yeah. things, but but just the where it started to go, it's like okay. The point was, I've got an opportunity. It doesn't pay if you have the time and the the want to to do this. Great, if not, have a nice day. That's what I got out of it. And then all of a sudden, it became this throwing fireballs each other all yeah. day it's like dodgeball that came to life on social media
4: well, that well, that's that's the other part of this conversation, right? That's the other part because because I, I got a good story about about working for free, and I stopped doing it after a couple of months a, a while ago. And, and and you know you know you know the website I'm going to be talking about. But that's sure. the other part of this is that she put something out there, right? Because look, I, I when you say oh, you know what I did, I, I drove to school and I drove to work and I, I didn't even have shoes and I walked through the snow and I wrote eight thousand ways, words baby, recapping yeah. things. You know, I mean, yeah, you sound you sound like you're a hundred years old. That's not how things are now, right? The other part of it is this, is that she put out there for an internship for a, a job. And you know what? And I say this all the time, and it's one of the few truths that will never change. If you can't handle people telling you you suck, You got to get off of social media. There's no reason Jane Slater needed to get into this unless she wanted it to be a thing, unless she wanted to be, hey, I started this whole big conversation. But then, of course, it gets out of control because, you know, social media and people start taking shots. It becomes about privilege and the life she had. Um, You don't need to respond to this. You put out a thing for an internship. Why do you need to get into this? And she went through like 17 different posts. And here's this and here's this. And I'm this. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? There's no, there's no reason. You're not getting, you're not getting paid to be on social media and to talk about this. The 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 responsibility that people have towards social media just fascinates me because they can't handle it. And there's no reason this needed to become a thing, but it turned into one. Now, if Jane Slater wanted it to be a thing, congratulations, she did it. I don't think she did because of all the defending of her life and things that she had to do, and she seemed very upset about this. You just put out a thing for an intern. If people don't want to do it and they say, let, you got to let that go, man. You got to let, let that go. People are going to tell you you suck. And you, you can't be on social media if you can't take people telling you you suck. If that's it, then it's not for you. It shouldn't be, but this is the reality of social media and Twitter and Instagram and everything else. People are going to get on there and tell you that you suck because it's what people love to do. So if you can't do that, then don't be on it. Or don't look at your ads, right? Don't read your ads then. You know, if people did DM me, or but if you're reading through and you're getting upset about then don't do it then don't do anything. Stay off of social media because there's no reason you have to get on there and defend yourself and get caught up in some kind of crazy stuff. I mean, that's one thing that, that, that whether it was this or something else, you got to be able to know what, yeah, I, I don't really need social media right now. Social media should be something you do for fun, right? And you get on and, and, and I like to get on and, and engage our audience and do things and have fun. But the minute it becomes something where I get a deluge of, oh, you suck, you suck, you suck. it's like, okay, that's kind of day it's going to be. I'm going to go do something else. That's kind of what I do, and I think that's how everybody's happier. I'm sure she had a craptastic day. I'm sure she had the worst day in the world today because of this, and it's something she's thinking about now and she's thinking about tonight going in when all she had to do was see, oop, I got a lot. Okay, you know what? Not for me today. I'm turning this and I'm going home, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'll get on social media again another day, and I won't look at my ads, and I'll, I'll start again because I'm going to tweet out information about things. I'm going to you know, I'll do another interview. She was on Dan Patrick earlier today too, and I'm going to get on with my career. That's how you need to handle social media.
6: Yeah, the hard part is as soon as you start responding, you, you've, you're you've showing that someone's hit on some truth with you, right? Something is unsettled in your soul, your approach, whatever the topic is, that now you're feeling, all right, now now I really have to tell you who I am and everything else, which... As you say, in this case, just move on. And Jane does a great job covering the Cowboys. Does a, a, Her podcast is great. Does a lot of great things. This was just, a, an, I think, an innocuous start to it that just went to hell fast. And I think you get caught up in what people are saying to you because it, it becomes about your family. Right? You mentioned my brothers before. You know what we were talking about? We were talking about the insanity of early 90s trading cards for about an hour <laughs> before the show started today. <laughs> Going, I mean, that, that's our relationship. Then we talked, hey, did the White Sox do enough for the bullpen? You know, we watched the, the first spring training games. It's a simple relationship. I dig it. We, we they, they bust my chops. They give us an attaboy when we start yelling about things here or when I'm yelling at Arrington on Sundays and we have fun with it and we move on. But it, it's the kind of thing, as soon as you start responding and opening it up, you're, you're giving people ammo. And what did they do? They kept firing. And then it wasn't two, wasn't three. And then all sorts of other sports writers coming in with their stories. And some of them, they wanted to play the violin. Here's my first of nine responses. Now it's become this thing and an attack on on a system where people gain some really invaluable experience that's just categorically dismissed. And And I get it. You want to do the paid, unpaid thing and values and opportunities. I, I understand, right? People's family circumstances, their work circumstances, their economic circumstances. It's all different. Uh, add the element of race that jumped in very quickly about opportunities and, and such. And it—it and it, I think it just got overwhelming for her and for a lot of folks that immediately tried to defend it based on the old system and then realized they were deep in the weeds.
4: Yeah. I mean, you have to understand that. Why am I getting, why do I have all these notifications? Why do I have all, oh, okay, something's really gotten out of hand. And look, social media people love to ruin people's day with this and this and this. And you did this and you did that. And the more you go back and forth, the worse it gets. Because the more you will say something that you try to get a point out one way and someone's going to take it a different way. And then that's going to slant the argument away from where you are and you lose control over the narrative. You put out an internship that's where it should have ended. And, and and all of this would have been able to go away and it wouldn't be all this push-pull. Like I said, I'm sure she had a really craptastic day today and it would have gone a different way had she put it, "Oh, I see this. I don't need to. You don't need to go read your ads. You don't need to read that. You don't need to."
6: Do it if Well, you but want in to. some ways she probably built an audience uh, of other folks that are, you know, in, more in in line with all right, you you put in a hard day's work. And you you learn, and you take it for the investment. Like I, I think there were probably some folks that th- probably jumped to her, in the, and and now know who she is out of this. So I, I think it's a double edged sword when you have these kind of blow ups. Hmm.
4: Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike Gets Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Uh, so I'll tell you that story coming up next about how there was a place I was working for for free, and you know the website. It's a big website, and after a couple of months I said, I, I can't work here anymore. I, I can't do this. You're not paying me. So we'll have that story coming up next as well as my favorite NFL story of the last 24 hours, bar none. I mean, this is just so fascinating. We'll get into it next right here.
3: Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
1: iHeartRadio app. Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
4: wherever you get your podcast from. Call one 888 farmers and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-Farmers to get a quote.
3: We are Farmers.
4: And
1: written by Farmers Circle Fire Insurance Exchanges or affiliate products not available in every state.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Call one farmers to switch. You could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So, an addendum there to the uh, Jane Slater conversation we we're having a few minutes ago. NFL Network reporter put out a uh, notice on Twitter earlier today. Hey, there's a great unpaid internship opportunity in the Dallas area. Uh, it's a great thing. DM me if you want more information. Things went crazy from there, and it's become this whole big debate on unpaid internships versus paid internships, and everybody in the industry is weighing in, and there are attacks on Jane Slater and and her life and and how she was privileged to grow up and be able to do unpaid internships like she did when she was in college, and it completely got out of control, right? It completely got out of control. But just a, a different perspective on this. We talk about unpaid internships versus paid internships. Now, this is something that was a, that she was putting out. There was a short time uh, thing. It was a couple of days a week an internship, something for you to put on your resume. And there's a bit of a difference between that and just working for free for someone, but when you work unpaid, you're working unpaid, and I'm not really cool with that. Because once you start working for somebody and you're doing things, you're not getting paid. Are you ever really going to get paid? Are they ever really going no. to pay you? No, of course not. Right? Of course <laughs> no. not. Once you start doing, it, like I'll I'll do. You know, I, I remember when I was younger, I thought, okay, if you're interested, I'll do one thing for free. I'll do one thing, but then after that, if you like it. And then we have to figure out compensation because I'm not just going to do it for a while. And you know when I learned this lesson, honestly, was when I wrote a little bit. For, I don't, I've never told this story before, but now's the night to tell it, obviously, was when I was the first time around doing sports talk radio, right? I was I was at Fox. It was right before I went to ESPN to do all night, right? So I'm doing Fox. I'm doing different shifts. I'm doing... I was a co-host at night. I was a co-host during the day. I was kind of all over the place. And this is when profootballtalk.com had started. Mike Florio had started ProFootballTalk.com. Now you think about that, that this is like the early 2000s, and now mm-hmm. Talk is one of the biggest websites in the world. So he was starting this, and, and, and I, I, you know, he was, he was advertising for writers, and I said, okay, great, and, and, you know, I sent a thing, and he was like, okay, hey, Jason, great, nice to meet you, all this. Um, we don't have money to pay right now, but, you know, here's a way for you to do things and, and uh, get your name out there, and maybe we can revisit. I was like, okay, great. So I wrote for a couple of months. And I wrote different things. And I asked him about after a couple months, I'm like, okay, now I kind of have to ask him about getting paid for this. Now I'm 30 years old doing this, right? This is not me. I'm not, you know, I'm not 19-year-old Jason Smith going, um, I just got some good stuff on the Jets that you'd like me to write about. Oh, wait, I kind of do that now and I'm 50. All right, so it wasn't like I'm, a, you know, I'm 30 years old and I have a career, you know, and I'm doing this. And he's running a website and clearly the website's doing okay because he's running it and he's, he's making money on it. And when it came up after a few months, uh, two or three months writing, and I said, hey, let's look into I'm doing this, you know, can we talk about getting paid? And he said to me, you know, I still really don't have the money to pay people yet. So it's it's going to be a little while. And I knew that I said, I'm never going to get paid. I, so I said, okay, thanks. I appreciate it, but I really want to go do something and, and, and get paid. And it was great. And I, I walked away and I said, okay. You know, it was, I wasn't mad at him. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't so pissed at all. Oh, he did this. I did this. I wasn't mad. I just said, okay, you know what? I, I, I get it. But I knew I was never going to get paid. I knew that I was never going to get because once you start working for people and you're not is he really going to pay me money? I didn't think he was. So I walked away. So ever since then, you know, I've always understood more so that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. There's a lot of things out there for people to do in in the sports world, whether it's blogging, whether it is writing, whether it's reporting on the Internet. There's so many things out. Just think about the sheer number of things. Yes, there are a lot of people that want to get in the industry. Well, you know what? Every single baseball team has a social media account. Every single baseball team has their own page and they need people writing for it. There's all these opportunities and it really stinks when Still now, it's uh, I don't know that I can pay any, any money. And, you know, how many websites have we seen uh, that there have been where the people have gotten in trouble going, oh, you're just, you're just taking all this free labor and, and making money on it, and I'm not getting paid money? There's so many things to do now that to be able to not offer money to somebody is kind of ridiculous. And I'm not saying you got to break the bank. I'm not saying, well, this internship – if the internship is a little bit over minimum wage, oh, okay, but at least it's something. You know, you got to give people something for doing work for you now, and and it doesn't need to be. Well, here it is. I'm doing this. I think I should get $500 a column. What, dude, dude, I can't pay you that. How about 25 bucks a column? Well, at least then, okay, yeah, you're getting paid, and and you're getting paid, and you're figuring out that I'm making money for what I'm doing, and whether you think it's a lot or a little, at least it's not unpaid, and you're not working for free. So. I think everybody, no matter what they run, no matter what kind of website they run or what kind of company they run, if you say, hey, I can give you a great opportunity covering a team, covering a minor league team, covering a minor league hockey team, covering a minor league, you know, covering the the G League, whatever it is there's money there there's always money there's always money how much of it is is up for debate but there's always money all right whenever you hear a company say hey we can't give you a raise there's no more money really there's no money there's there's no money now we're, we're absolutely broke so if something came up you needed money for oh you need to you you you'd be able to find it right there's just not money for what they want to give you sometimes but whenever they whenever you're working you go to work and it's, it's' it's a situation where you're providing something and you're providing a value like that that, yeah, you kind of have to get paid for it, and and it may not be exactly what you want money wise. But if you're getting paid, I I don't think that's anything you shouldn't expect when you apply for a job.
6: Yeah, again, it's uh, the devil's in the details, right? Is you know what's the opportunity and what's the value to you? Because that that that's the the same argument I, I made a few minutes ago. I'll just reiterate: there there's opportunities on the other side of the street. Know what you're worth. Uh, and I speak to it personally because they, there are a lot of free spots that and, and things that I do with the hope that there's payment at the end. But I'm also still thinking that there's brand extension and people getting to know my work that might not have seen it elsewhere. So there's some value that you may not see it in your bank account every two weeks, but I wouldn't call that value zero. And i certainly wouldn't call it negative so uh, to each their own as the process obviously there's laws and restrictions dealing with a lot of it that are far beyond my pay grade so i'll leave that for the junior lawyers among you to decide (laughs) whether what an operation is doing is right or not but yes generally once you've uh given the uh, opportunity to to work for free payment uh, from that particular entity might not uh come sliding down the pipeline but it may open up other doors.
4: Twitter, ad, look at you. That, sound like a, that sounded like a, uh, a commencement speech. You may have to work for free, but it could open up other doors. I mean, it might not. But hey, it might. So no, but, but it's like it. But,
6: but hey, Jason, it's like anything in choices you make. You might go take a job that does give you a few bucks, and it's a miserable experience. Right. Whereas maybe the unpaid, because it's unpaid, the the person gives you more time, gives you a little more coaching, takes you into a locker room or on. I mean, I'm I'm not. It's obviously all generalizations, one way or another. But you know, who's to say where which is the more valuable? The one that lets you buy an extra burrito at the at the end of the block or the microwave section at your local grocery store, or the one that sets you up with some tools for the long-term success of your career. That's for you to decide.
4: Mm, again, again, boom! Hey, congratulations! Workforce, go, go get a class of
3: 2021. Go get it all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
4: Uh, Speaking of NFL, uh, I really want to get to what's behind this whole Aaron Rodgers, Jodie Foster uh, craziness that's (laughs) been going on the past few weeks, right? Aaron Rodgers wins the NFL MVP, and in his thank you speech, he thanks Jodie Foster, who turns out to be a Packers fan. So Jodie Foster wins last night in the Golden Globes, and in her post-award acceptance speech— thanks aaron Rodgers. now wait a minute now what is going on here wait wait they've never met each other but he thanks her she thanks him and then she explained why hey i'm thanking aaron Rodgers because i'm a big packers fan take a
3: listen i decided that not only am i a huge packers fan but i am mvp I am competitive MVP with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I'm a huge Packers fan, and I in fact, I, met, I just got a very cute video from Aaron Rodgers where he says he's going to get me back. So I'm looking forward to this. We'll see who wins. <laughs> so th- this
4: is crazy, right? Because n- there's, there's so many different variations of what this could be when they had, they've never met, you know, we, who knew she was a big Packers fan. She is a Packers fan. She loves the Packers. And there's a big story that, Oh, because she did this movie that she won with, with Shailene Woodley, maybe she introduced Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. And that's how they got together. And, and, and Jody Foster said, no, that didn't happen. But uh, she and I did have many long, great conversations about the green Bay Packers. Now, had I known this Mike Harmon, when I sat <laughs> next to Jody Foster in LAX in the airport just over a year ago. I remember that. That could, yeah. that could have been my icebreaker. I could have said, "Hey, so Packers, huh? Really?" And then suddenly, Jody Foster and I are talking and and we're best friends and we're all hanging out all the time. But I I I didn't know that could have been my opener for Jody Foster. I still think you should have gone with the "Do you like fava beans or no?" But
6: <laughs> did they go Or with or, or you not? know, what what was coming out of the filming of Nell like? <laughs> I want to ask you about Nell. Wait, really? Yes, yes. And Little Man. I saw Nell. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's how you know you're a real fan, though, is that you're, you're citing films like that.
4: I remember you did Afterburn with Dennis Hopper right after Silence of the Lambs. Can you tell me what that... Then she's like, oh my, what are you, James Lipton? This is inside the <laughs> actor studio? You're really good maverick. I thought your <laughs> comedic
6: timing was spectacular. Maverick. And you, you know, owned every Patic. scene with Brolin,
4: or not with Brolin, with Garner and mm-hmm. with uh, Mel Gibson. We watched Panic Room the other night, and it's really an underrated <laughs> thing. No, I mean, because I, I, when, when we were fl- it was right before the shutdown last year, mm-hmm. and Pam and I and Zoe were going to visit our friends in Arizona, and we're just in a normal, uh, you know. Holding pattern, waiting uh, area at LAX, you know, where you sit, you wait for your plane in the airport. You're in the departure area. And we didn't know, and it was kind of crowded. So we go, we sit down, and I sit down, and Zoe's sitting next to me, and Pam's on the other side. And I'm just, you know, okay, do we want to grab a lunch? You want to grab something? Okay, great. And I turn around to look and see where we can go eat. And I see right next to me, I go, oh my God, oh my God, is Jodie Foster. She is sitting right next to me. I mean, she is, she is eight inches from me right now. So I turn around and I go, all right don't look. I'm going to send you a text. And Bam was like, okay. So I send her a text. Jodie Foster sitting right next to me. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, do I say something? Do I say hi? You know, I enjoyed your career. I mean, I don't know. First of all, I don't know why she's in the general area at LAX because they have areas for, for celebrities when they wait for planes, so they're not you know, sitting next to, you know, ordinary sweaty people like me to go, hey, hey, so you like the Green Bay Packers, huh? Do you like Brett Favre or Don Mikowski? Who was your favorite quarterback? You know, so goobers like me don't get to sit here and say things to her. So I'm like, why is she sitting here? I don't understand. Why is she not in some kind of area? And I was going to say something, but then this one guy just walked up and said, hi, Ms. Foster, I want to say I'm a really big fan. And I her, and she goes, oh, thank you very much. And she's there with her wife. And I looked over and I just saw both of them. And I said, yeah, they don't want anybody saying anything. To them. They they do not this is this is not their time where they want people. And she was very nice, very polite, said thank you very much, I really appreciate it. But I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 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 going to say hi. I, I wasn't wasn't getting the feels that yeah, if I say it, it would it, it would come out okay. I have a feeling if I said something, they would both have gotten up and just walked away and said, okay, this crazy guy in a Mets jacket. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm there. I'm not threatening. I'm in a Mets jacket. I mean, really, it's like oh, this this guy's got problems. He's in a Mets jacket. So well, I, I the like fact that you had a Mets jacket
6: on showed yeah. you already have some level of disconnect with the real world.
4: And, yeah. Um, she Greatest. might have said, "Oh, she might have said, "Oh, Mets really?" Oh, I should say that about you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I was I I could have had a great sports But life, here's but the thing. Uh, Packers, it's, it's, huh? Yeah, but you weren't looking to ask her out. It's no. not the shoot your
6: shot. And and even if it were. I mean, you shoot your shot, right? It's just, no, That's Jody, true. It's Jody Foster. I mean, yeah, have, uh, know, yeah. long yeah. distinguished career, many mm-hmm. accolades, big moments. Uh, you know, as to the question of you know why she was in general boarding? You know, you know how rich people stay rich.
4: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's they, a lot they, of. My, I mean, yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I get it, but this is not an area where you pay money. I mean, they have areas that are set up for people to go in and say, okay, this is you're going to kind of hang out. Maybe here She for doesn't pay years. extra
6: for the Admirals Club or whatever. No, okay, What's going on the Captain's Club. Maybe All right, and maybe she wants to be among regular folks. Maybe it's research for a role. Okay. I want to see what people in to stare about out it. the window, just like everybody else. <laughs> I, I have saying, no idea know? what the motivations are, but you know, I, I certainly don't assume everybody's hiding behind glass. No. I, mean, I stood in line when we were going, and I was when we had to, headed to Dallas for the Super Bowl years ago. I was standing in line behind Slash and struck up a nice conversation. It was Like so, halftime show, huh? And he just smiled again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was like 630 in the morning and we're talking. It's like because the black eyed peas were the performers. I know that Fergie had done sweet child of mine a few times in concert. It made sense. So but we struck up a, a general conversation about the NFL season. He was nice as can be, but standing in line just like the rest of us Fulios. So Dude, and slash was standing
4: in line too. at six thirty in the morning. Do you think he had to have been out all night? There's no, no way he's getting up. No, he was well
6: rested. He he looked wow. uh, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Man, he was ready. Wow. To go.
4: Okay. All right. All right. Very that, good. And
6: you're also painting a picture like he's just dragging around, man.
4: Like, come on, <laughs> show
6: Saul some respect. <laughs> Jody, when
4: you did Summersby in 1993,
5: oh, no. what was <laughs>
6: Wow, when you started, uh, co-starred with Richard Gere in that. Fine.
4: <laughs> and you, you want to know the crazy part is, as I told Zoe, I said, "All right, you can't, you can't look right now because you know she, you can't look, but look at the end." She goes, well, "Would I have seen her in anything?" You know, and Zoe's 11. I go, "No, I don't think so," because you know, I'm going through all the movies, sure. and, and it's, you know, it's Silence of the Lambs, and 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 it's The Accused, and all the big, all the big things. I said, "No, I don't think you saw her," and but. I get up, you look at her, and she goes, okay, and we get up, and, and then they get up to leave before we did. They get up, she walked away, she goes, oh, dad, that was, she's from Nim's Island, and I was like, right, yes, she was, yeah, she was the, she was the author, she couldn't leave the house, she had all the, the hand sanitizer that she used all the time, I'm Like, yeah, shh, right, just be quiet, just be a little quiet with that, but yes, yes, you're right, I completely forgot about Nim's Island, so he said right away, oh, from Nim's Island, I was like, yes, 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 you got that, I'm sorry, I should have said that to you, wow. my fault.
6: Abigail Breslin in there. Good thoughts to her and Mm -hmm. her family right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gerard Butler. As well, in Nims Island uh, movie, that is a deep pull that I guarantee would have made Miss Foster smile. And, and so he said something
4: about that. <laughs> when you did Stealing Home in 1988, was that the sportsman uh, Twitter at How about a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, hey, we got more quarterback news to get into. As it looks like one team that you'd think has a starting quarterback is kicking the tires on another quarterback. That's straight ahead right here. This is Fox Sports Radio.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico
4: Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers.
6: Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten
1: by Farmers, circuit fire insurance, exchanges, or affiliate products not available in every state.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, we got quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks for the next half hour plus here on Fox sports radio live from the farmers insurance studios call one triple eight farmers. You can save a soul. You could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. So first things first, the 49ers are happy with Jimmy Garoppolo, unless they're not (laughs) as reports have come out over the weekend that they are kicking the tires on Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. Now, let's stop for a second realize that teddy Bridgewater's due like 20 million dollars next year and it seems insane however i'm gonna go against the grain and say this is not a shot at jimmy garoppolo all right if they can't unload him and it's getting tough to it and maybe the trade garoppolo and and darnold becomes something that happens who knows but if they can't unload garoppolo they're stuck with him The team wins when he plays. But John Lynch was 100% right last week when he said, you know, we got to have a better plan in place if he can't play because that's been his big thing, has been his availability. So I think this is a face value. Hey, if Jimmy gets hurt, if we can go to Teddy Bridgewater, we can take this $20 million and absorb this for a backup quarterback. It's about ten to $12 million more than you would spend for a backup. I'm taking this at face value that this is what they want to do, and we want to have Teddy Bridgewater come in. He's never going to start again because he showed his one big year here in Carolina. He can't throw the ball more than 15 yards without having to really try to put something behind it, but he still is a guy that could come in when he has to and play well. So if Garoppolo does get hurt for a couple of weeks or he's out for two or three weeks and from week three to week four, then he's missing a game week, you know, week 12, week 13. Having Teddy Bridgewater play, you're not just writing down a loss. You're not saying, okay, well, here comes Nick Mullins or CJ Bethard and that's going to be an L and and good luck. Now we're not making the playoffs. No, I'm taking this that this is exactly what they want to do. And they want to bring in somebody who can really play behind Garoppolo and Bridgewater's a guy they watch him do it. New Orleans. Hey, we have have a pretty good offense here, we think. He can slide in and do what we'd like, to do, like him to do. He would fit well, so if Jimmy doesn't play, we'll get Teddy Bridgewater.
6: Just remember how much you loved Nick Mullins and all of those secondary quarterbacks there. They were used many times to go after Jimmy Garoppolo and bemoan his existence. All right, mm-hmm. no, to to kind of ch- chip <laughs> away at the legend of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the the question just becomes, right, if he gets released, what's he willing to pay, to, you know, play for in terms of a contract? Uh, it's a question of how many suitors are out there for Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who battled back from his own serious injuries and last year had great weapons at his disposal except his normal running back. But then Davis played well enough to where, like, all right, why aren't we – generating more. And yes, the defense is a year or two away. That's what Rule used his entire first draft class on last year, right? Seven defenders. So maybe that side of the ball gets much better in year two, coaching them up and adding one or two pieces here in free agency. But for the 49ers, availability is everything. And as much as you may like Jimmy Garoppolo, it's kind of like the argument and discussion we're having with J.J. Watt, man. It's, It's like, he's good, he's productive and commands the double team. When he's on the field and Jimmy Garoppolo can lead, doesn't help that Kittle and Mostert and Debo Samuel missed giant chunks of last year too. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's the overtures, but unless he's willing to pay play for that, you know, Jameis Winston money, uh, I don't know how he fits.
4: You know, I wonder if this is going to be a bigger wave in the future of, Hey, we got quarterbacks who we'd like, and there's other guys that could be good in spurts. So we have two kind of starting type Ooh. quarterbacks that can Listen do it when one Brown. guy gets hurt. I wonder if that could happen. Mm. Major Applewhite mm. and Chris Sims all over. Oh, wow. Look at you. See, I'm thinking two in Fitzpatrick, but I see oh, where okay. you're going. <laughs> uh, we'll have more on this. Plus, uh, is a quarterback we thought was going to retire now not retiring? That's next. Fox Sports Radio.
5: Zumo Play.